Good morning. Welcome to Trainwreck Marriage. I'm Dave Touchton. And I'm Susan Touchton. Okay, we're going to bounce to Susan this morning. Start us off, baby. First of all, I just want to say happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Um, of course, it's a day of love and all the feel goods. And so um, I pray that uh, you have a good day no matter where you're at, where God has you placed. Um, but a couple things that I was thinking about this morning, um, I'm going to be completely honest, yesterday was a really hard day. Um, there was a lot of pressure that I felt was put on me, and it was just heavy, and I was uh, ended up getting like angry and frustrated, and just, um, so I was just praying this morning that God would change the way that I react to some of the stressful situations, and because David and I work together, um, a lot of them are created by um, him and me. You know, we I think because we work together, our frustration comes from one another. Um, and so I was just really praying about and asking God um, to show me how to love David differently when I feel like um, just the pressures are coming from him or he reacts in a way that I wasn't expecting or in a way that frustrates me or makes me angry. And so I was just really praying that God would show me how to love him well. And a question that God posed to me, I felt like, was what if the things that frustrate you most about your spouse are the things that I'm using that I need to have in him in order for him to do what I want him to do. I did not, um, you say, know. Say that differently because for me. So basically I felt like God is using the things that irritate me in you <laughs> um, for his glory, not to make me feel comfortable not to um, make me be okay with how you treat me. And, and I say that not to um, give you a free pass on, you know, how you necessarily treat me in times of stress, but just to the things that I find are so difficult to deal with sometimes are the things that God is going to use to do what he wants you to do. So for instance, um, your type A personality and your um, lack of fear in confronting situations or talking to people, as much as that sometimes stress me out, um, God needs that in you in order to bring about what he wants to do in you. But I think also it's a challenge to you. What's God showing you about you? Because yesterday I was oblivious to any problem. I mean, I called her. I knew on the phone. I could tell I was not in the office most of the day. I thought we left on great terms. Then when I called her later that afternoon, I could tell in her voice that she was wound tight about something, which I had absolutely no idea and i in my normal way i'm like so you all right what's going on and got no response and and the thing is you know 
in in this situation especially and it, and it goes both ways because she pisses me off too that's called marriage you you tend to get to the point where those things bother you but my bigger question is what inside each of us is causing it because we tend to micro microscope the other person um, because the most of the stuff that I'm aware of had nothing to do with me other than I own the company <laughs> and the situation was created by other people not me but then when I get there it's like if I said don't say the perfect thing which I didn't I mean I was short and moved on I, I do agree with that but but then it's like my fault and my question is though what started it was it relevant and in in is is God asking each of us to look at that situation differently cuz cuz we tend to tend to get hyper focused i get hyper focused on you all the time and I, i've got to talk myself off the ledge sometimes in my own head of stop david okay it's not that big a deal yes i'm pissed was it really from her is that what really started me or am i just beating the one i love and that's closest because that's the way our family is our family beats the ones that's that we love closest because we know odds are you won't leave i think that's i don't know that that's true but um <clears throat> and most of the time when i'm really pissed at susan i was already mad when she walked in the room there was something already festering may not have come to the surface and when she does or says or whatever, then it accelerates it straight to the surface and it's her fault. And I've really had to work hard to try to break that down to say, okay, what did she really do? She walked in the room and didn't say, oh, honey, I love you so much. How are you? It was the last three people I dealt with really pissed me off, but it didn't come to the surface. It was kind of like that molehill that hadn't become a volcano. And what I realized was that I'm not processing things well. Um, and it's not her fault. Well, and I think, too, I mean, I think it's, you know, we have different perspectives on. Um, and it's not a it shouldn't be a fault game. You know, it shouldn't be a. Well, you did this, you did that kind of thing. It is. But um, I think, you know, for instance, yesterday, I was just feeling the pressure of um, having to move the schedule around. And we'd already lined up some things for you to do. And it just a multitude of things. And so yesterday, as an example, you were kind of the root cause that started it and then other people just bounced on it. And then yes, you get the blunt of it. And so but I knew something was wrong before then when I talked to you earlier in the day, well, it's neither here nor there. It is what it is. The whole point of the matter is, um, the things that irritate you that I do and that I, you irritate me that I do are things that God has given us to, grow us into who he wants to be 
And sometimes it's just difficult to deal with those traits because we just see it as either an attack on us or um, we're the ones that get the blunt of it or whatever the case may be. But it's just um, looking at, because it's not just, uh, like for instance, your strong personality sometimes causes me a lot of stress and anxiety because I don't know how to do it, deal with it. And I don't have a strong personality. And so, um, but that's also the thing that I love about you is your strong personality because you're able to get things done. You're able to have conversations that I can't have. You're able to uh, make decisions that I'm like, I have no idea or that I'm afraid to make. And so I think the whole kind of moral of the story is um, the things that you don't like about your spouse or that cause you to be stressed or anxious or whatever emotion are actually generally probably the things that you love about them, but towards other people, not towards you. Well, I think that's, uh, again, though, I go back to the same thing that we've talked about in many of these podcasts. I can't change you and you can't change me. So the question becomes, what is God saying to each of us during them situations? Because the thing is, it's a lot easier to say, well, you dot, dot, dot. Um, It's a lot easier to, for lack of a better word, blame the other person. It's their fault. They created this, blah, blah, blah. And for me, what I found in most, I'm going to say 90 plus percent of those, those conversations in my head, um, God's wanting to deal with me about something. It's not really you as much as I'm not working on me. And I, I think that's a, you know, whenever your spouse really fires you off one way or the other, I get that sometimes it's truly justified. You've done absolutely nothing or, you know, blah, blah, blah. But Again, I think you've got to own who you are. I think you've got to own what's in your head. Um, And really, for me, I've had to try to stop and analyze what is really going on. Because the thing is, it's not flesh and blood, it's spiritual. And none of us have arrived. None, None of us are the perfect person. Um. I can give you a list of stuff that aggravate me about Susan. That's not a problem. That's easy. She can give you a list of stuff that aggravates about me. But, but my real question is why? Why do those things aggravate you? Why do they? Because God didn't create you with, hey, I'm going to give you something that aggravates you. Um, and Dan, our counselor for years, uh, always said, if it makes you mad the way the person is treating you, that's because you treat other people the same way. It's in you somewhere. May not be a strength, may not be a huge part, but it's a part. And I've, I, as I've been through the last really couple of years, I've, I've analyzed when I'm mad and somebody does something, 
is it in me the same way? And I've found it that there's truth in it. Now, it may not be to the volume they do. It may not be to the um, the ex- extraordinary um, part that they do, but um, I've got a, a friend and um, just he grinds me to the core with his stories. Just grinds me to the core. And I've been praying about it for some time of, you know, why does this grind me to the core? What's inside of me? And, you know, it's kind of one of those things that I I catch myself now when I'm with younger people telling stories that don't matter, which is exactly what grinds me to the core. So I I think it's a self-analyze conversation when you get frustrated what inside of you is causing frustration? Well, and I would agree with that. And the thing of it is, though, is we can't fix it on our own. Um, so that's why, you know, I think God and I having the conversation this morning was he's trying to show me different different ways to look at it um, and different ways to deal with it. Because um, in and of itself, I don't have the strength to... Um, you know, fix what's inside of me, certainly not to fix what's inside of David. And so I think that that's why it's crucial that we have the relationship with Jesus because we just, we bring it to his feet. And, you know, I really prayed this morning that God would change how I react and handle stressful situations because generally... In those instances, um, you know, the anger, the frustration, the thinking thoughts that maybe aren't um, the best, um, that's sinning. And so God can take that and either make it not so mountainous, um, but without Him, we can't fix it on our own. And so going to him, I think, and just having a conversation of show me what's inside of me that I need to work out in order to accept them, the other person for the way they are, or accept, not saying that all their behavior is to be acceptable, but reveal to me what I need to learn about myself in order to deal with, because we're really talking personality traits, I guess, maybe more than we are um, bad behavior or sin or something like that, you know. So a personality trait is is something that God has given us and and that could very well be difficult for somebody else to handle. And so just really seeking God in how to um, love that person the way that they are, love that person the way that they that God created them to be. And what inside of myself do I need to, um, you know, look at a little more clearer in order to that not to be so um, difficult or mountainous? Well, and I think back over really uh, 10 years ago, um, before that, so many things piss me off, make me mad for days. I mean, literally, it it was a uh, it was hell living in my head. 
Um, you know, and now dealing with those situations, very similar situations, they don't cause the reaction that it used to cause. And that's because God's been working on me. That's because God's, you know, I'm, I'm going, okay, Lord, what am I supposed to learn through this? What are you showing me? Why am I aggravated? And, you know, I can truly say over, if you'd have known me 15 years ago, this would have been a different podcast. Um, but you know, I, on the other hand though, um, you know, I, I think none of the rest of the people in my world changed. That, that's kind of the point that I see in this conversation is no one else around me changed and stopped me from being pissed off. It, it wasn't them that made this miraculous change um, that really I'm like, they're an idiot, they need to change. Um, but it was me who started looking at them differently. It was me that worked through my problems so they didn't make me mad. It was it was a focus on me processing mine because, honestly, whether you like it or not, um, the world is full of assholes and that's not going to change. It's not. I, and I'm, I'm sorry, my wife's shaking my head, her head at me, and, and I get it, but it's true. They're always going to be there. My question is, though, how are you going to deal with them? What is God saying to you? Because, I mean, if you're supposed to love all of the people, all of his children, in the church, they're full of people that are rude, that are ugly, that are judgmental, but you're not going to change them. And we're called to love one another. So my question is, How's God going to change you so you can love them? I'm not saying staying in toxic relationships. I'm not saying that you should take abuse. What I'm saying, though, is all of those people that are all got problems, maybe you ought to start with your problems first. Maybe God's want put that person in your life to say, hey, I want to change this about you, not them. Because what I've realized now, I can meet the same attitudes that I dealt with decades ago that would make me explode inside and normally outside to a point. I could only contain so much of it. Now, those don't fire me off as much as something else. And it's, it's crazy. I had it happen three or four weeks ago. Um, we were, we were in a situation and I felt like somebody was putting me down, calling me names. And, and it was uh, someone that I highly respected, considered a true friend. And it cut me to the core before I did exploded and really burnt the bridge. I had to blew up the bridge, make sure we never crossed it again. And instead, it was like, dude, you're, you're killing me. Here's what I'm hearing from you. And and it was he was like, I am truly sorry. That was not my intent. My thing is, though, D, 
did he change or did I change? The way I reacted is is where I changed. And that's because God's changed who I am over time. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's a um, it's a molding process, and you know, a lot of um, if you think about uh, we are the clay in the potter's hand, and if you think about um, if you've ever molded any kind of clay or pottery or um, silly putty or anything, um, it's it's a process, you know. It's a squeezing and a pulling and a um, smashing and a, to get it to where it's soft and pliable and you know it's no different than us as clay God has to mold us he's molding us into the image um, that he into his image honestly and so there's going to be some pulling and some smashing and some um, difficult things that we have to go through but it's all but you have to be willing you know you have to be willing to let him change who you are because like david said earlier none of us have arrived and we're all trying to figure out this life and how to love others the way that jesus loved us and thankfully he loves us unconditionally with um when we don't deserve it you know when we our whiny babies and and we mess up daily moment by moment um he still loves us and and that's how he wants us to love others and so he's got to mold us and shape us because it is a spiritual battle it isn't flesh and blood um you know and so many times you don't know what that other person's going through when they either lash out at you or um, put something off on you or whatever the case may be and so just Offering mercy and grace the way that we that we were were offered it, um, well, or the way we wanted offered to us. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think of I'm thinking of Judas. You know, um, Jesus had not fair advantage. He knew their heart. We we don't know their heart. I mean, I mean, we don't really have that capability in any situation to truly know their heart. So here. Uh, Jesus is washing the feet of Judas, knowing Satan's already entered his heart, knowing what Judas is going to do to him, but yet he still washes his feet. Mm-hmm. He doesn't call him out. He doesn't throw him down. He doesn't, you know, when, I, when we, we start talking about personalities, Everybody's in transition or should be. Some aren't. Some are stuck. I get that. But how much grace should you really give somebody who's trying? Um, I, I Again, you can find negatives about anybody. Those are easy. How do you find the positives? I was talking to my son. He works on the road and um, he was everybody on the job site was making him mad. He hated his job and, and he's 17, 18 hours away from us. And he was venting. And I said, bub, I said, I'm going to be real honest with you. If you don't start hunting for the positives, you'll never find them. If you go into your day of today's going to suck, I can promise you today will suck. Mm -hmm. 
somewhere you've got to find the positive. And sometimes it's just, and I say it regularly, <laughs> a positive for the day, I got up and I'm breathing. Pass out went sharply downhill. But I'm trying to focus on the best part of the day. I started it with breathing. And and for me, that means something a little bit more because I had cancer. I faced death. I mean, there, there's things, but um, if you want to live a miserable life, it's easy. Say it's going to be miserable. Say you're going to hate it. Um, I don't know. For me, I've learned more about me by analyzing me and praying about me of, God, what am I supposed to see through this? Why am I so mad? What is inside of me that's causing me to be mad? I mean, for me, it's it's been a very... Um, I, I've had best success by really just bringing me to God saying, okay, I'm flawed and broken. They're not flawed and broken. So then what am I supposed to be changing, learning, what, what, and the cool thing about it is he doesn't beat you to death. He could. It would be very easy because he knows everything about you, but he doesn't. He slowly starts changing. I'm not saying it's fun, but he does. Well, and I would just, um, something else that I was reading about today and, and for me, leave you with this on Valentine's Day is, you know, I was reading about how Judas betrayed Jesus and they came and arrested him and they brutally beat him. He went to the cross, um, died. Um, but the way I looked at it today was he did all of that just for me. That's how much he loves me, is to take a brutal beating. Um, because before he... Before they arrested him, he was at Gethsemane praying, Lord, if it's your will, you know, take this cup for me. Um, he didn't have to do it. He didn't want to do it, but he was willing to do it. And he did it just for me, just like he did it just for you. Brutally beaten, um, hung on a cross to take away our sins so that we could stand before the Father innocent. Um, and so... That's how much Jesus loves you. That's how much Jesus loves me. And I just, you know, I don't want to, yes, we have to live in this crazy world. And, um, but live knowing that um, Jesus loves you so much that he went to the cross for you. Um, and that his desire is for you to learn how to love others the way that he loved you. Well, and probably my thought for the day and and um, dealing with your spouse on Valentine's Day. Cut them some grace. Um, they're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. And I think sometimes we expect our spouses to meet our expectations when really they may not even know our expectations or their ex your expectations are unrealistic. Um, for the spot God has them in this moment, or they may not even know God. Um, but if you think about Jesus, Jesus changed lives not by beating them. 
not by calling them out, by giving them grace, by giving them understanding. And I know that's tough in a marriage, and I get that um, on both sides for men and women, but um, I, I really think that um, grace is something that uh, we're deficient in as humans. And I think trying to give grace when it's undeserved in your mind, because it may not be undeserved in God's mind, but it's undeserved in your mind. I ask that you, you really start praying about why. You, you really ask God to show you why you won't give grace to that person today. And see where it goes. Because here's what I can promise you. You start praying stuff like that, God will change you. Hmm. If you keep saying, well, all they do is dot, 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 congratulations, you're going to be that way the rest of your life. Um, and your flaws, and I think of the scripture, you know, you'll be judged by the way you judge. Man, if that don't scare you, it should. Because now all of a sudden, the way we're judging our spouses and everyone around us, we're going to be judged that way. Good luck. That, that one scares me probably more than anything. Um, so I, I want to leave you on the note that make tonight good no matter how the day goes. Because, you know, your spouse may not wake up tomorrow. You may be alone. And then my question is, then you cry out to God of, why'd you take him? When all you did was cuss about him for the last 10 years. I, I'm, again... I understand situations aren't easing. I get that. But start praying that God show you how to show grace. And I think he'll change your relationship. We're out of time. And, you know, this time goes so fast for us. Um, literally, for me, we start and it's over. Um, but but I thank you for listening. I, I ask you to share. I ask you to to let people know about this podcast, uh, if it's helped you, um, if you're aggravated with me, I'm okay with that. And, uh, we really love you and we, we want to see the best for not only marriages, but relationships. And that's why we do this podcast. And, uh, even though we catch some criticism about what we say, it's okay. So have a great Valentine's week and we love you. And, uh, we want to see, see you grow in Christ. Have a great day.